We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work, or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Today, I have a guest co-host with me. His name is Rich. He's a former guest who's been on the show, but also just someone who's extremely introspective when it comes to dating. 
Um, fortunately, ladies, he's already taken. He just got married. <laughs> um, but he offers some great insight into dating. And he actually wants to explore a little bit about like relationship coaching, right? That's right. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's great, good to have you back. So it's very timely to have you here today, Rich, because good to be here. our guest, oh, well, it's always good to be here, right? <laughs> our guest for today, his name is Ben. He's, um, I'll just give you some stats and then I'll tell you exactly why he's here. He's almost 30, so happy early birthday, Ben. (laughs) He's been in San Francisco for a year and a half, originally from, well, not originally, but he moved here from Florida. And the topic today is not having much of a relationship experience and what that means. Ben, I'll let you take it from here because uh, from the very little we know about your relationship background is that you, you say that you don't really have much. What does that mean? It means I've never actually dated, you know, seriously. I went out on dates, you know, Mm -hmm. but I've actually never had a real relationship as defined by the standards of today's world, right? And it's not rare, right? Because if you think about it, our priorities are changing. Back in the day, it was like, find your mate, get married, have kids, Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, get an education, get Mm -hmm. a job, get your life together, be an adult, and then be in a relationship. So it really doesn't surprise me that in these major cities, we find people who haven't had much relationship experience because for most of your adulthood, your priorities were on work or on your academics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about you haven't had a serious relationship in the traditional sense of the word, mm-hmm. how would you define what a relationship is? Well, in a lot of the ways, and I come from mostly a traditional background, so having a girlfriend, you know, being most exclusive, mm-hmm. not dating around, that mm-hmm. type of relationship. So having the boyfriend-girlfriend label. Yes. What's the longest you've ever dated someone? That I've dated somebody, it's just been on regular dates. I've actually never dated, dated anybody for a long, long term. What's the longest you've seen someone regularly? A few dates. A few, uh, what's a few? Uh, three or four. And, three or four. And what was the time span of the dates? A few weeks. Okay. So a few weeks has been, yeah. Okay. So a few, three or four dates in the course of a few weeks. Yes, so okay. none of those like middle ground, because there's a lot of people that have, they're like mini relationships, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you've, they carry on for like three, six months, but they're not necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend. So none of mm-hmm. that either. Yeah. Do, do okay. you have any speculation as to why that is or like why you, why you feel like you? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the, the stuff is because I was not ready to okay. actually even date. It okay. was uh, my experience was I was very sheltered. Mm-hmm. So I needed to actually understand myself a little bit better mm-hmm. and going forward, kind of determine what are the things I like and not mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And I had to start with very simple stuff, uh, getting outside my comfort zone, right. even discovering how to dress properly. Yeah. That was actually okay. a thing that I did not yeah. know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me, you know, a year or two to actually figure it out, read up on it, how to dress a little bit better, increase my confidence in that regard. And then go from there, you know. Good for you. Because I feel like, you know, dating and relationships, it's not a course that was taught in school. So when people come out of schools and then they go into the workforce, it's like you just jump into dating. And nobody teaches you how to do that. People think it's just magic. Poof. You find someone you like and then you become in a relationship with them. But what you're discovering is that it's actually a self journey that you have to go through before you're ready. So the question is, are you ready now for a relationship? I'm still exploring that. Mm. I don't think I'm completely ready. And a lot of it has to do is uh, during college and throughout the rest of my you know, education years, I really never dated. So I'm missing that part 
and I'm trying to catch up as quickly as I can in a non-destructive matter, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be very respectful to the people I date. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste their time mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But it's very difficult to do that in a, you know, in a good manner because people here, for example, are extremely flaky. So if you're honest, you're almost seen as very weak and oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, right. At what age did you start dating? Actually, I started seriously dating last year. Oh, okay. so yeah. around 28 yeah. years old. Wow. Okay. okay. So did you ever have like girlfriends in elementary school or? <laughs> I had infatuations, I guess you could call mm -hmm. them. I was uh -huh. obsessed with throughout mm -hmm. the pretty much middle school, <laughs> high school, even college years, obsessed with one or two girls mm -hmm. and no nothing happened. But I just kept going back to it, putting them on a pedestal and going from there. And it's very destructive in that way. And actually, uh, that's the reason why for a lot of these girls now, I try not to cause that pain to them because it was very emotionally painful and draining. You go through that process. You really like the girl. You try to be the nice guy to do everything for them, but obviously that's not the way to go. So I had man, to learn you, that the hard way. You're, what you're saying is hitting home for me, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It. So at at some point after I came to the city, I had to change my ways because it was obviously not working. You know, I'll keep putting the girls on the pedestal. They're the best. I will do mm -hmm. anything for them. But after a while, I found out that's not the right way to go about it. I need to learn things to do things better and uh yeah i've been dating pretty much since uh, end of last year and trying to learn what i like what i don't like and okay. just trying to, to meet uh yeah a person that we're compatible with so you're pretty new in this very new what is it like well first of all i want to ask you what does having a girlfriend mean to you mm -hmm. mostly a person that supports me and i support them back so through hard times, you know, and, you know, the good times and the bad times, as they say, I don't want somebody that, uh, you know, they're completely dependent on me or I'm completely dependent on them. It would be nice if we're both independent, but we share similar values mm -hmm. and we go about it, you know, each way we have a difficult moment. We talk about it. We're open. Uh, that's important to me, at least. And have you met anybody in the last year that you wanted to take that next step with? Yes, but I think I was scared because I don't have enough of that experience to actually know what is mm -hmm. that. When I find that person, how do I know? Because I have so little experience. Mm. When I meet that person, I might say, well, maybe it's me or something else, but uh, I'm not up to that point yet. You second guess yeah. a lot. My right? gut tells me that because you're about to be 30, a little bit of that is experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. The older you get, the, the more perspective you gain and the more perspective you gain the more you overthink things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. You know? you know what's hard about the situation you're in is that if you were 22 years old and mm -hmm. you're dating, trying to figure out what you like, then it's like forgivable because right. it's like, oh, he's just young right. guy trying right. to figure out what he likes. At almost 30 women will meet you and say, well, at 30, he should be, exactly. he should know what he wants. Right. So he should be ready for a relationship. Communicate a lot of ways and a lot of times because I try to make hints of it, but I think it's almost embarrassing for me to admit on the first few dates that I don't have much experience. So be aware, you know, I'll try to do everything I can to make it good, mm -hmm. but I have these faults and mm. I will try to work with you, but I don't really admit it on the first few dates. So you, you, you think it's a hindrance by to, not having this In my mind it is, yes. It's also interesting mm. that you look at it as a flaw. Right, right. right. Um, a lot of people, at least from, you know, around that age yeah they would consider that a flaw so it's kind of reflecting on me as well because they have that expectation which i'm not meeting and when they you know try to do something more physical i'm not actually sure how to proceed mm. have you have you ever 
gotten a job where they thought you were capable of more than what you actually thought you could do? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I feel like in a sense yeah. you, here, you kind of want to summon a little bit of that. You know, you don't want to, mm. you may not want to let on too much because if you feel like you need the experience, then you should probably be focusing on trying to get yourself to a point where you're more comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to do that is just to go through with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the more you do that, the more you date around, the more perspective you'll have and the more you'll understand what you want, what your needs are, and sort of just how to navigate and those situations. That's the other thing. That's fine. But then for a lot of the girls, it might be hurtful to them. Let's say I mm -hmm. date around mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. I just leave because I don't know what I want. But that would be very hurtful. So the, I try to make sure that I'm very honest. How do right. I do that? Very and true. In very. a way that's not damaging to them. Because this happens all the time, right? People mm -hmm. flake or ghost mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's very hurtful, to right. be honest. Right. Uh, maybe I'm just in that age category now. But it's still very hurtful. No, you're right. So how do we make it in such a way that it's, a, I guess, a good experience? First and foremost thing you must do is get over this idea that this is a flaw. Yeah. Um, because we know lots of people who got married right out of college. And guess what? That was the first person they dated. And now they're in a relationship with them or married right. to them. Those people didn't have any relationship experience either. It's not a flaw. It's actually part of who you are. In mm -hmm. fact, it makes you a unicorn in some ways because, you know, some of us are like, oh, wouldn't it be great to meet a guy that hasn't <laughs> dated everyone in the right. city? Well, there you are, Ben, sitting right next to me. <laughs> so first you have to get over that. This is not a flaw. It's part of who you are. And you're not going to hurt anybody if you communicate your feelings. Are you close to your mom? Yeah. Okay. So I think that the test could be, would my parents be proud of what I did? Right. Yeah. Would my parents be okay with what I communicated? Mm -hmm. That's like the ultimate test of respect. And as long as you keep the women in the loop about how you're feeling, it shouldn't stop you from pursuing that relationship or seeing where it goes just because you have this sort of insecurity. I would call it an insecurity right. that you have. Yeah. So when you say the most dates you've been on with someone, it's like three or four dates. What ultimately happens after those dates? What happened was they wanted to get more physical, but I did not hold, did not, not, did not know how to proceed. So and how, how would they show you that they want to get more It was physical? over text. So after the three dates, mm -hmm. uh, I guess they did not feel it. So they asked, so what's going on? And that's when I revealed. Oh, know, because like you didn't make a move and like kiss them or I, I something suppose, like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean that is that yeah. is something I look Some, for when I'm dating someone. Totally. If I if I don't get a kiss by third date, I'd be you like, think is they're this guy? not interested. Yeah. You yeah. know what that tells me though is that girls like you. Man. Yeah. I mean, th th that's that, true. Yeah. That, what that means <laughs> is, okay, I'm here and I'm ready. This dude's great. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. I mean, so to me, I think at the very least, what you're doing so far seems to be working, right? And it seems like you you might need to work on a little more confidence, right? Mm -hmm. right. Especially handling those situations because it is sort of uncharted territory, right? right. And, you know, in, in a sense, it is also stepping outside of your comfort zone. And that's yes. how you learn yep. the most about yourself. And that's how you're mm -hmm. going to grow the most. And I've taken some of the approaches where, let's say, I go on a few dates with mm -hmm. a few women and then I have period of pausing i reflect what i learned uh -huh. and then maybe a few months later i restart mm -hmm. with what i've learned mm -hmm. to be you know to make sure that uh, you know i've 
I'm pretty much a better data mm-hmm. and I'll be more interesting to, to women and, mm-hmm. and so on. So mm-hmm. I do have those breaks because it can be very overloading and then I'm not actually uh, spending quality time with those people. It's next one, next one, you, next but one. But you're also very systematic about this, mm-hmm. which which shows to me that you've taken your emotions out of the equation. To some extent, yes. You're not going with your heart. You're going with, oh, let's experiment, see what works. Then I self-reflect and then I take a break and then mm-hmm. I do this and I do that. But mm-hmm. I am vulnerable with a lot of the girls that I talk to. It's just not, um, it's on a different level. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Have you been physical with someone before? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's, that's or, scary, right? To go yeah. in for a kiss. I mean, like to... I was terrified. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. What are some... Uh, I'm like reflecting back to my very first kiss. I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or something. I don't know. I was a hussy. <laughs> I was a hussy back then. But what was that... Like, what is that... What... What scares you about going in for that kiss? It's uh, what is the actual right moment? Mm-hmm. What do you actually proceed as far as what's the move like? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to say a smooth line and do it like in the movies. <laughs> but a what? You don't? <laughs> Your eyes are so well, I mean, beautiful. I think it's great that you are thinking things through, but mm-hmm. I almost think you might be thinking too much. Too much. Like, yeah. I think it's like you got to just go for it and get that experience. Mm-hmm. And even if that experience isn't necessarily a good experience, like... What's the worst that can happen is it's awkward. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Right. At least you got experience. So I think like if you maybe yes. frame it like that, mm-hmm. it might be a give you that experience. I feel like once you get your first kiss, mm-hmm. you're just gonna be unleashed. You're gonna be like, <laughs> Yes, like I'm Need going. Yes, I'm going along with this. Maybe you should just have a drunken makeout session oh, yeah. with someone <laughs> at a bar or something. Maybe. Right? Just like get it over totally. with. It, it's funny. I, I I definitely want to draw attention to to the irony of like having a guy who's so thoughtful. Yeah. So caring. Yes. And oh, so, and I just, know. and just like, so, I don't know, just, just. I know. It, in <laughs> some ways, of... I feel like you're born in the wrong time. Because, <laughs> uh, this is not the, these times are not the place for you to be appreciated, really. If you were born in the 50s, it'd be a yeah. different story. You're a very respectable gentleman. Hmm. And that's, you know, that chivalry is not dead with you mm-hmm. um but but you are here in 20, 2017 in modern times so we need to talk about all the ways you can get over these personal yep. mental blocks that you and have even with all that stuff all the women i went out with on dates are actually great women mm-hmm. i'm actually surprised yep. hearing all the other horror stories yeah i've never really had a horror story because wow. you're, ones... you're probably attracting the right people yeah nice even the women. ones that rejected me they did it in a nice way they're like yeah. i had a really good time but that's let's great. say there's nothing no so that's, po- that's experience that's and yeah. that's that positive experience, experience. Yeah. Yeah. i think one thing about experience which i personally think is interesting it's like obviously everyone is on their own journey and like everyone has different experience that shapes who they are but i think like sometimes it's hard like i think you're at least what i keep hearing is like you're struggling with like almost 30 never been in a relationship but like is any if someone like had a relationship in high school or college when they weren't even an adult is that really like that much more of a leg up it's not i don't think it really is so i guess like the question too it's like how important is relationship experience in finding the one like ultimately what are your thoughts well i think relationship comes in many shapes and sizes you have relationships with your parents that you're close yep. to you have relationships with your friends 
A lot of that translates into a romantic relationship too. It's all about dealing with just another human being. That's right. all it is. <laughs> but I think what's happening here is when my mom always says, um, she thinks I'm scared of marriage because I'm afraid of divorce. I think you're scared of relationships because you're afraid of them not working out. And guess what? My mom would say this relationships don't work out. Just let it be. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it feels like you want to pursue something further with someone. Let's just remove the label relationship from the table right now. Let's just like, nope, that's not even what we're going to call it. If you want to, if you want to pursue something deeper with someone, you should just do it. You should mm -hmm. go with your gut and say, I, I want to keep seeing you. I want to see you on a more regular basis. That, that doesn't have to be a relationship, but mm -hmm. it's about progressing your interaction with another human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think another, uh, another thing that comes to mind for me is that when you're dating someone, it doesn't need to be sixth gear or neutral. You know, yeah. like you can you can downshift a little and and you and a part of being vulnerable, I think, and being open and honest with them is to say maybe maybe and, and you know, this is up to your own discretion uh, in terms of like how open you want to be with them, telling them about your relationship experience, the way you view it. But I don't think it's really relevant. I don't think you need to bring it up. Mm -hmm. But what you could say is, hey, I'm really interested in you. You know, I, you know, I'm I'm a genuine guy. Like I want a relationship. But do you think we can, you know, maybe go a little slower for some or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and try to define what going slower means? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as we've heard with talking to other people, sometimes going slow can mean like, oh, what's this guy up to? Like, what's right. going on? Why does he want to go so slowly? Is he not ready for a relationship? Right. Right. So you don't want to give off that impression. But you want to get off, give off the impression that, you know, you mean a lot to me and, you know, I am the kind of guy that only likes to focus on one person at a time. And right now, that's you. Right. Mm -hmm. But in terms of my comfort level, this is how I would like to progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you okay with that? Yes. And if not, where can we find a middle ground? And that is, that is what being in a relationship is like. Exactly. It's having those conversations. Yeah. It's making those compromises. It's finding a middle ground. It's seeing the delta between you and this person. And trying to land somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. How early do you tell a girl you're going on a few dates with that you haven't had much relationship experience? I usually, the only one that happened was that third or fourth dates. The other ones usually don't progress past. Let's so say you don't, so they don't know that you, no. do you, do you tell them at all? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So yeah. that's good. I don't think like, that's I don't needed. Think, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I just want to make sure you're not like going like, Hey, I'm Ben and I haven't been in a relationship before. <laughs> right. But well, also I think, um, once that does come up, I think you have a little insecurity about what, what happens when this come, right. does come up because you're thinking this is a red flag for a girl to hear right. that. Yeah. And I would say, okay, if I didn't know anything about you and I met you and we went on three or four dates and you tell me you're almost 30 and you haven't been in a relationship before, I'd be thinking, well, what's wrong with him? Like, well, what's <laughs> what's been going on? Mm -hmm. Then you have to have a great story, right? right? And your story is, to be perfectly honest, I it just wasn't a priority in my life for a long time. And now I, I want it to make it a priority. Mm. And that's end of story. You don't need to explain. You don't need to over explain it. You don't need to say that you were sheltered or, or you put women on a pedestal. You don't need to go in any of that. End of story. Mm -hmm. It was not a priority. Now it is a priority. It is something I'm looking for. Done. Yep. And something that I try to live by is knowing who I am 
and and knowing that I want to find someone who accepts me for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in that moment, if and when it does come up and she says, tell me about your last relationship or how did that end? And you say, actually, I've never been in one before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I've yeah. I guess if you before. don't make yeah. it a big deal. Then... <laughs> Yeah, any further exactly. questions like what you know like what are we doing tomorrow How, or you know just move it right along mm-hmm. don't yeah. don't make it such a big blip on the radar just yes. just bring it up nonchalantly say it matter of factly answer the question for what it is and if it's a problem she'll let you know and if it's not a problem then hmm. you'll see her again well i remember on season one we had a matchmaker friend of ours courtney who talked about like a woman client of hers that had never been on a date at uh-huh. 40 ever and, like, she just didn't have confidence because of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And she basically, made, like, urged her to think about, like, friends and family, like, what you were saying earlier. So I think, like, anything you can take about, like, how have I been, like, a great partner to one of those people, like, that could help boost that confidence right. up, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, it's all about owning your story. And I think Rich is so good at owning his story mm-hmm. because he was divorced and dated and have to not using divorce as sort of an insecurity, but more as an explanation mm-hmm. of who you are. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can talk more about like how you brought up your divorce, because I actually see parallels in, in this. Mm-hmm. Well, in the beginning, it was something I was ashamed of, because mm-hmm. when you're when you're married with someone, a divorce is seen, you know, in, in a lot of cultures as a failure of that marriage. Mm-hmm. And as a person, no one likes to think that they failed. No one likes to, yes. to draw attention to that, right? Yeah. Yes. And so I would just kind of be like, hey, I'm rich. You know, let's, let's get to know each other. Hey. And then it's like... What divorce? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes up, you know, initially I did feel shame. It was just kind of like... I felt like I wanted to explain it away. Like, hey, but, you know, it wasn't me. Like, it wasn't... Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't... Like, don't... Oh, please don't let that scare you away. I promise you I would work very, very hard to yeah. hold up my end of the relationship because mm-hmm. this is really what I care about. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I learned a lot from that marriage and you're going to benefit from that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so I would, I would initially it was, it was this, the shame uh, of not wanting to bring it up. And then after a while I started to realize, you know what? I should, I should own it because yeah. if, because if I'm with someone for nine months and then she finds out that I was divorced. Oh, that's bad. That's yeah. worse. Because it feels like you're holding it back. Yeah. Right. right. And it so, shows that you're ashamed of it. Exactly. Right. And so and so then it's like, okay, well, when do I bring it up? But why even why even go down that path? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's who you are. Yeah. Like so when it comes up, it comes up. But it, you know, for me, recognizing the sensitivity of being prior, bringing a prior marriage and recognizing that some women want to be the first one mm-hmm. yeah. in my life. I thought it was more important to bring up sooner than later because I felt like she deserved to know that, hey, you know, that sacred thing that you're looking for. Yeah. I kind of did it one time before. Like, I'm like, you know. But how would you bring it up? What would you actually say to these women? I'm actually divorced. (laughs) Just sometimes it would just be as blunt as that. Like, just so you know, um, I just want to bring this up now. Just like I'm I'm divorced. And Mm -hmm. I hope that's not a deal breaker for you because... This is how I feel yeah. about you and blah, 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 blah. And Perfect. just kind of, you know, I would just go into it like that. But I, I think I'm the kind of person that respects people that are blunt, open and honest with me. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that I am understanding and I like to think that I give you the forum to really express yourself. 
without making you feel shame for it. Yeah. And that's what I want in a partner. And so for me, it's also a test. It's like, hey, it is. I'm going to drop this on you <laughs> and how you handle it will tell me if we're going to work or not. <laughs> yep. I remember um, I dated this divorce guy once and our on our first date, uh -huh. he said, I'm divorced. I loved my wife dearly. We got along really well and we grew apart. And But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make me want to marry someone any less. I still believe in marriage. And he said mm. that. So I thought that was like a really positive way of spinning it. Right, yeah. So if you took those words and spun it to your own story, which mm -hmm. is, I've never been in a relationship before. I enjoyed my single life, right? <laughs> I enjoyed all the other things I put as priority before that. Mm -hmm. But now I'm at a point where I'm ready to, to start a life with someone. Right. That's a really great spin on like, Hey, I chose that life before. It's part of who I am. I had a great time. You you can't you can't be like, oh, I was just like sulky for thirty years, not you know wanting a girlfriend so bad. You don't want someone to think that you you know because you weren't like that. I had other priorities. I got my life together, and now I feel so good about where I am in my life. I'm ready to start a life with someone else. I think Rich said something interesting though, because I think I agree with all of that, but I do think like women, when sometimes when they hear someone hasn't been in a relationship, they think they are not committed. Like they don't want to commit. Yeah. Like they're not emotionally mature. Like all of that. That's like the bells that go off mm -hmm. opposed to like inexperience. So I think like if like you were saying about how when you brought up being divorced, but then followed it up with how great you were having, like how great you felt about your current date mm -hmm. like i think like following it up with something that makes you seem like more emotionally connected is yeah. like a good way to balance that yep definitely i want to go back to this physicality factor because i do think it's nerve-wracking have you been on these dates with women where you wanted to kiss them of course okay and what stopped you fear fear of what rejection fear. yeah rejection and then it's also insecurity how do you actually do it you know, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. How do you actually do it? How yeah, do you actually go in for the kiss, right? <laughs> but I think that goes back to like maybe overthinking it. Uh-huh. Like there's no magic formula for going in for the kiss. You kind of just go in. It's scary though. It, it is it's scary. scary. Yeah. It's like, yeah. do I lean in? Do I grab her face? Do I yeah. say something? Right. Should I punch her? For no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that's not how you do it. But how how do you go in without making it awkward? So this is this is what I would say to you. I'm not. I've never been in a situation where I was like, hmm, how do I lean in for this first kiss with someone? But this is how I would think about it. You're in the driver's seat. Okay, you're driving the date, you're driving the situation. Mm -hmm. So in the moment, don't overthink it. In the moment where you think, wow, I really like to kiss this girl. I really want to do it. Mm -hmm. You just drive that car and you just drive your face into her face. Okay. <laughs> just go for it. Go. Step on the gas pedal. Right? I, how yeah. else would you do it? Or maybe get comfortable with like physical touch. Like right. I'm not sure like mm. how often if you like touch her like leg or like arm if she says something funny. Like maybe mm -hmm. starting there yes. and picking up the vibe on that and just making her more receptive too. You know what? I, it, this is this is very this is actually really interesting. So as a guy who cares so much about how you come across to women and how you treat them. Mm -hmm. Going in for the kiss is actually like a clear violation of their space. Right. Right. It's, it's right. I mean, it's 
society kind of shuns on just taking action against women when mm-hmm. you when you feel so inclined, right? Yeah. Right. And that is that's what goes through my mind. That's yeah. what makes it hard for me to just. She's gonna in. slap me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, oh my god, I'm about to go against everything I've ever been taught right. about respecting women. It's and, so true. And I kind of think she's expecting me to just lean in and do this, but I, I don't. Yeah. Think you could read the signs and. I don't. But, but what are the signs? And am I reading her correctly? Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. Like, can I? Will I be wrong? Like, will she call the cops on me? I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's that was the the thought process that I would sort of get into and then it would just evolve from there and believe it or not more often than not the girls i dated were the aggressors oh, oh <laughs> maybe that's what you need yeah, maybe aggressor. alpha woman they, yeah they were like i want you and and for me unfortunately that's the kind of girl that i needed to find were the yeah. ones that were like you know what this dude something about him i'm just gonna Right. I'm just going to just take it by the reins. <laughs> and for me, I, I, I loved it. Like, it was it was great. And then once I got to my comfort level, it was just like, oh, hey, here yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> going in I'm for here. that kiss. Yeah. I know. Hello. But, but honestly, <laughs> That's my tongue. It, it, it's, it's hard because it feels like a moral. Like it moral is. Yeah, it's conflicting because yeah. you're like, am I disrespecting her <laughs> right, yeah. by going in for the kiss? But you're not because – Obviously, by the feedback you're getting, these women want you to come in for the kiss. And by virtue of you not doing that, it makes them think that you're not interested exactly. or this is not, you know, it's yeah. not a romantic, a romantic situation. So I would say what Julie said, you know, like start with the nice little touches here and there on her back, you know, just a little See bit the of reception. Flirt, flirtatiousness. Yeah. And yeah. if she doesn't back away, that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And never do this because I really hate it when guys do this. Maybe Julie has a different opinion. <laughs> but never ask if you can kiss. I like That's yeah, like the worst. That, right? <laughs> I really don't like it. It all okay. comes down to if you like the person or you don't. Yeah. But why don't you like it? Because it, it to me, I need someone to take charge. Mm-hmm. I need someone to just go in for the kiss. Mm-hmm. And by someone being like... Can I have a kiss? Or, you know, I think mm-hmm. now's a good time. I had a guy say, I think now's a good time for a kiss. <laughs> I'm like, that feels calculated. Yeah. I think feels clinical. Yeah. I guess, like, I don't know if I'm necessarily opposed to it. Like, if it was someone that I was, like, into and they were shyer and they asked it and, like, I think it's the tone of how you say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for you, like you're saying you want you wanted a man that was more aggressive. Yeah. But maybe like we we're saying you need someone that like <laughs> is just gonna like do that or yeah. doesn't care or wants someone that isn't as aggressive. So it could work. Or you can just think, you know what, now or never. Let's just let's, Yeah, let's now or never. Happen, right. You know, or or you know, so when you get those texts after the fact. When they seem a little disappointed, yeah. hey, why didn't you make a move? How do you genu- generally respond to that? Yeah. I explain whatever I told you guys. That I, I don't have enough experience. And so, have you tried saying something like, "Oh, I'm so I actually felt that in the moment too, and I'm so sorry, but I I wasn't sure." Yeah, that I was yeah, the same yeah, exactly. You. I don't believe so. That's a, I think that's, to, I think that's a good because, way. To because because it's it's a it's a good way of not entirely just not entirely just. Um, talking about you know what your insecurities are mm-hmm. but but acknowledging that you feel the same mm-hmm. and you did feel it in the moment she's not off base right, right? she's not crazy it's not her mm-hmm. and that you'll make up for it next time mm-hmm. yeah. and then you set up the next date right then yeah, yeah right then that's <laughs> right. actually a great way to set up a date that's a great way i actually did the I did there you go. <laughs> but then the next time you, for have the kid, to. you gotta follow through. You can't <laughs> yeah. the day is not follow through. Yeah. I think you have to think about like 
okay, when she, if someone's, you can't always think, go back to your insecurity of not having relationship experience to explain your actions. Because to me, if you didn't kiss me on a date, I want you to kiss me. And you explain it by saying you have no experience. Yeah. I'd be like, what does this guy want that? I'm so confused. <laughs> right. If you explain it like in the way that Rich explained it, I felt it too. I wanted to go in for the kiss. I'm not letting you go next time. Mm. That's like hot and sexy to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I want to respect you, your yeah. space, right? I'm like, girl will never I say no to that. Sure. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you'd be receptive. I definitely wanted to kiss you. I'm very attracted to you. Something complimentary. I we've given you a lot of information. This is a lot to take <laughs> in. But what are your thoughts? I mean, I'll learn from this experience and try to apply it. I guess that's that's it for me. I just have to get more experienced and break out of that comfort zone and the fear and insecurity. So it's going to be rough. But when it does happen, it's going to be a good feeling. But again, it's just that one hump. It's yeah. just that yeah. one. It's like if you're afraid of heights, you go bungee jumping, boom, done. You right? Yeah. Just do it. I, I, also, <laughs> just do it. I, I think that saying that you need more experience is kind of one of those perpetual things yeah yeah you know definitely. because we all always could use more experience mm -hmm. at, at, at anything and if you don't set clear goals or clear boundaries or clear expectations then it's something you're sort of giving yourself an out forever mm -hmm. and if you really want to move forward in a relationship you will start to need to be a little more definitive mm -hmm. about something you need to start setting more boundaries for yourself maybe be a little more difficult with yourself but mm -hmm. like you you really you have experience and maybe maybe like yep. you should frame it that way and try to yeah. think about it that way like you do have experience and you have plenty of experience from, yeah. from what i understand i i mean from what i know about women they would and from what you've said like they want to date you Right. I mean, that mm -hmm. that is really all it takes. That's all you need is for mm -hmm. someone to like you and you to like them back. And then it's relationship time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also it's like I just don't think it has any indication of how good a partner you will be. That yeah. too. Like, I think that's something like mm -hmm. that's the hurdle. Like, it. I mean, we hear about women that date these guys that are just like all over the place and juggling tons and tons of women. And maybe they've had real relationships. Maybe they've not like. How is that person any better suited to be in a relationship with them than someone with no experience? It's mm -hmm. debatable that the person with no experience might actually be better. So yep. I don't think you should let it be this thing that holds you back again. It should definitely not hold you back. And in fact, it makes you stand out and it makes you different than other people. You have not dated all of San Francisco. That's <laughs> attractive right there. I, I want you to take away from this. I think it's good to hear what we think, but... Ultimately, it's what you want, and that in your heart should be driving the situations you're in. Mm -hmm. So on a date, instead of thinking, what's my next step? What should my, I ask next? Next, when should I text? Put all that away and just think, what do I want in this moment? Right. Do I want to spend more time with this, with this woman? Do I want to go in for the kiss? And just follow your heart. Mm. You just... You just have to follow your heart or and take I a think few shots. Try to turn off your brain if possible. Yeah. Because it's like right. you're overthinking. You just want to be having a conversation. You want to be thinking, mm -hmm. like, when, what do I want out of this conversation? Just have a conversation. Yes. And I think, like, if you're overthinking, you're not, you're coming off as distracted potentially. Yeah. Yes. And women don't like that. They want someone who is 
I present. I make sure that I'm very present in the moment. Cell phone's yeah. off. Well, not know, even just nothing. that, though. I'm just saying the inner dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Inner dialogue. Yeah. You so, need to turn like, that yeah. off. Yeah. Because I can already see you thinking about, what's my next question going to be? <laughs> what am I going to do next? <laughs> and I think you you should also think about, like, um, on a date, it's, it's, a converse, it's a two-way street. So instead of thinking, let's just take relationship out of the equation of uh, like once and for all don't think about it's it uh, uh, am i trying to get into a relationship is my lack of relationship hindering my you know my ability to get in a relationship just take that word out you're just trying to find someone that you want to spend more time with that is it mm-hmm. that is it mm-hmm. ultimately so stop putting so much pressure on yourself to think is this like going to be turn into a relationship are we going to define this no it's just about wanting to spend more time. And it's just two people Agreed. who want to spend more time together. And that that frequency becomes more and more. And then that's when you get in a relationship. It yes. just naturally yes. snowballs into yes. that. Yes. So don't think about there's a defining moment of being like, yes. we're in a relationship. This is it. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> Correct. Right? Yep. Okay. It's okay. very. It's a very organic process. Very. And uh, some other takeaways I have are just you can't force a relationship to happen. It just naturally happens. Right. But both people have to be, you know, in that same moment to mm-hmm. want it to happen. Um, lack of relationships should not impact your confidence at all. It's not lack of relationships. It's just you just have a different relationship background than someone else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone it. has it's a different, different background. Yeah. Everyone yeah. single person has a different background. Very yeah. true. You're no different than someone who has been married right out of college and yeah. recently got divorced and they, they're thrown into modern dating and they have no it's idea true. anything about apps and all that. Like dates, what is that? Right. No idea. Yep. <laughs> you're no different than someone like that. Your background is what defines who you are today. Put a positive spin on that. We talked about when you explain your your relationship background, Mm -hmm. you enjoyed your time. You had other priorities. You worked on yourself and your life to get it all together. And now you're at a point, Mm -hmm. a good point in your life that you're ready for something to happen, right? To share your life. So just don't even say relationships. It just gives you um, so much pressure. Any other takeaways? I think that was good. I think just like also maybe the flip side of not necessarily getting into a relationship out of FOMO. Like if it's the right person, be in a relationship and don't feel like you have to overcompensate because you don't have any relationship experience. Mm -hmm. So it ends up that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's really a non-factor. It shouldn't shouldn't even cross your mind, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry about like stringing people along because knowing who you are, you're not going to do that. (laughs) It's true. The fact that you're thinking about it this much means that you're not that person. You're not going to do that. You may be... Um, you just don't, you're just, we're all just exploring each other and it could come to a, a place where you no longer want to explore with someone right. and that's okay. You and they may do that to you it. also. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just the way that dating is. And also just to be a little more concrete about that, mm-hmm. the way I tend to define stringing someone along is knowing that for whatever reason, something about them is incompatible with what I am looking for Yeah, and I am still here. Yeah, that yes. is how I that's define right. it. Yes. There's a difference between that and just figuring it out. Correct. Which it sounds like we're dating here at. is about figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so hard because you're constantly having to to explain who you are to the next person and right. get to yeah. know them, and it takes a lot of energy from you. And so that is part of the process, right? But if you have already identified that there's something about her that isn't going to work for you, mm-hmm. and you don't tell her that it won't work, mm-hmm. and you continue to see her. 
That's true. That's true. stringing her. Yeah, that's, that's a stingy. really good point. Like very different perspective. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Shall we go to question, a question of, of the, the day? day yeah. Woohoo! Take it away, Julie. So we have a question from Lisa. I met this guy that seems great, but he's close to to forty and still single. Is something wrong with him? Run! No, just kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not. We can't judge people by their age and life stage and life choices. I think everyone's on a different journey. And some people are just, you know, a very on a very different journey than you. So we can't judge people for the choices that they've made in their life. Now, my only question to Lisa would be, have you expressed your concern with this guy? Mm-hmm. I think he needs yeah. to know that maybe you have these concerns and this is this has raised some sort of red flag. Communicate those concerns and he will hopefully have a great story to tell you that, you know, defines who he is today. I also think you just can't judge on age and like also you don't unless especially if you haven't had the conversation like the blanket statement of like oh he's 40 and he's single like also you're single right yeah so that's yeah. one thing but then like I know there's this guy that we know that like see he comes off as like this like 40 year old frat bro uh-huh. but he actually like turns out that he was married really young lost his like wife to like an illness and is just like i can't love the way i did once before yeah and that's so really that deep. is a totally different perspective than just looking at him current day like you don't know what people's pasts are yeah. and what no their idea. things are i would try to ask better questions to help inform just exactly why that is and the why will tell you whether or not it's a red flag Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think what's the most important is that they have the qualities that you want in a person that you find yourself in a relationship with. Yes. And to me, those qualities are, can we compromise? Can we communicate openly and honestly? Mm-hmm. Can we have fun together? You know, can I be myself around you? And if, if you're able to, to get to know him and see those things in him and see that he's willing to try mm-hmm. to, to, yeah. to be that person as well then it might be worth a shot. But some of us are just a little more career focused and then we kind of look up and then realize, oh, wow, I'm 40 and I don't yeah. want to die alone. Right. Maybe. You know, and, exactly. and, and I need to I need to date. I need to get out there. I need to find someone. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule someone out that in and of itself could be a little bit of a, you know, shallow way to look at yeah. it. And there's a lot more to people than than that you said something that i think ben should hear again is that you know part of finding a partner is that you could be yourself around them so if you find yourself being on these dates with girls where you you feel tense and you're thinking about the next step you're not being yourself Mm -hmm. i think when you do become yourself everything else becomes a lot more natural and Mm -hmm. you're with the right person Mm -hmm. if you're yourself too so think about that when you're on your next date and to piggy to piggyback on that the best way to to do that is to meet people while you're doing the things you love because mm. in so doing you're naturally being yourself. Yeah. And if and if that attracts them to you, then yeah. you already have that in common. That's a good point. That's right. Awesome. Let's wrap this up. Listeners, we want to hear about your relationship experiences. I've 
met so many people actually who who say who are in the same boat as you've been who haven't had that much relationship experience and they feel like it is a hindrance on their dating life and it shouldn't be so we want to hear from you we also want to hear from people who've been in a ton of relationships <laughs> and still haven't found someone they want to be in a relationship with oh, we want definitely happens, happens all the time not like one is guaranteed to find you the one in Absolutely either direction not it's not a formula at all but i also want to pimp you out because you're single right then yes. obviously you're not <laughs> um i want to pimp you out because i want you know some of our listeners to know that ben is single and he's a very a very nice young man and if you're interested in being set up with ben let us know and we'll set you up and hopefully he can go in for that first kiss <laughs> with one of you that'd be amazing awesome. or you can take the liberty yourself or take the liberty yeah, that's grab true. Face, grab it. <laughs> or even introduce yourself go in for that first kiss awesome let's wrap this up again i want to remind everyone we have a brand new revamped website with amazing content you guys need to check it out datablepodcast.com on that note last but not least stay dateable your action item for this week is to do a little bit of self-reflection here think about all the things that are holding you back and negatively impacting your confidence especially when it comes to dating now reflect on those what you would call flaws but i would call it character building and own up to them figure out a way for yourself to explain these quote unquote flaws into shaping who you are today. And because we're all works in progress, think about how you want to better yourself going forward. Announcement, announcement. I will be hosting a panel discussion on tech and dating at General Assembly tomorrow night, which is Thursday, October 19th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. It's a free event. We have a great group of panelists from Three Day Rule, The League, Coffee and Bagel. And the goal of the discussion is to find ways in which technology can help us versus hindering or distracting us from finding love. And we want everyone to walk away with actionable ways to make technology work for them instead of against them. You can find the link to that event either on the General Assembly website or on any of our dateable social media. If you didn't know already, in our off season, we launched a premium series called the Y series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback on how actionable these episodes are. So check it out on our website under the tab Y series, or you can now buy directly from iTunes music. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.